Blog Talk Radio. I think that there are 
you know, many positive things. I mean, they work surgeons and doctors work miracles every day, and uh, they're on the cutting edge, and they do. They save lives all the time. But there's so much garbage out there, and so much of it is profit-driven, and they don't care about the uh, uh, the, the death and the uh, the horrors, horror stories that these people leave in, in their wake. So with that, I'm going to bring uh, Jim on here. And uh, Jim, can we can talk a little bit more? Spend the hour this morning discussing some of these uh, these latest topics and focus on this this recent article that Jim's written. Well, good morning, Jim, and, and thank you for joining us this morning. Well, good morning, Chris. Thank you for having me on, and that was a very uh, that was an excellent introduction. Uh, I appreciate it. The thank, you. thank you. Subject matter. Thank you. And um, I'm privileged to uh, have the American Free Press pick up uh, my health articles and. Uh, thank you for that. Um, you, I mean, the, the last one that I sent in, you're right, about the Berlin Wall. I was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but not really. I mean, is there a Berlin Wall moment? Because so many reputed individuals um, in in establishment medicine, it's important to point that out, like you did, um, are questioning openly in their publications the validity of these studies. And you have to sit back and say, well, what's going on when the people themselves that have been running these journals for a long time start saying, like, one individual, um, Dr. John Ionidis, and my God, I should know how to pronounce this man's Greek <laughs> name, but in a study, probably, <laughs> somebody correct me, I'm kidding. Uh, professor at Stanford who wrote this study, the title, Why Most Published Research Findings Are False. I mean, the, the title kind of gets That's incredible. Away, but yeah, I know. It, it, what did he say? He said, oh, there is an increasing concern that most current published research findings are false. That's a very <laughs> strong statement from someone. You know, we laugh about this, but it, it's shocking. <laughs> you know, you're right. I mean, it's so not funny, but it's like, is it, is it are are these people trying i mean there's different reasons why and you know given the fact that um i mean i'll just i'll just come clean i'm not uh i don't like it when people say well i don't believe in conspiracies it's like well let's just use the word properly you know when people mm -hmm. two or more get together and uh yeah uh, devise some scheme or plot or whatever so i'm not one of you oh i don't believe in conspiracies you know i'm that's a ridiculous charge that was created by the uh the CIA years ago to discredit anybody with a critical sure. mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. with that, well, just put that aside. But you know, you have, to, you have to ask yourself: Well, are these people just very deeply concerned about their own integrity? That is, they believe in their institutions. They're seeing a problem, which to a lot of us was really obvious. That is, uh, big pharma and other influences guiding research to the point of making these journals. Uh, marketing arms, or you know, is it is it that? And they're like, hey, let's kind of cool it a bit. You know, it's getting yeah. bad when when all of our our data is being reviewed later, and you're getting caught. And it could just be at that level, like you know, we we don't want to lose what we believe in. And to just take one step back, and I know I'm. Uh, Catch me on my tangents, Chris. I go off on tangents, but no, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, talk, talk. Away. <laughs> there's just to just to take a step back before I continue on about that. There's there's um, 
you know, just to give people a little background that may not be acquainted with the different philosophies in medicine, um, around the turn of the century, there was a big uh, war, so to speak, between allopathic medicine and broadly what we call holistic medicine. And allopathic uh, medicine, as you know, we've all read, um, was funded by uh, the Rockefeller family mm-hmm. and promoted through uh, this, this Flexner report, um, big money, basically, without getting too detailed. Because, boy, so anybody wants to read the whole story, you know, they need to find Eustace Mullins' uh, Murder by Injection, which was a brilliant sure. uh, work, excruciating detail, demonstrating, naming names, show, you know, extensive documentation and uh, logic involved in, hey, you know, this is where your medicine came from. It came from a, yeah. a small group of people that wanted to monopolize it. Um, basically, the gist of it is, is that a lot of money got behind uh, fledgling groups like the American Medical Association and others. They instituted, you know, they went, they, they lobbied, they got laws passed to create uh, licensure, you know, requirements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only certain people could be uh, medical doctors. They reduce the number of medical schools. And, you know, back to that C word, I mean, okay, it's business, right? <laughs> it was just yeah. smart business or conspiracy, whatever whatever you want to call it. Well, that school of thought, um, it has its own school. And like you said in your introduction, um, allopathy, you know, it has... Um, when it comes to, uh, we're talking about modern medicine now, when it comes to, like, medical advances, you, you see them in terms of surgery, in terms of emergency surgery in very specialized areas where allopathy uh, is great. Um, but allopathy has this reductionist mindset where they look at the body as a bunch of parts that need... Um, fixing, in the sense that if you if you think of your body as a machine rather than a garden, um, you come up with some. You can kind of understand where your allopathic medical doctor is is coming from and why they believe so strongly in their view because it was a part of their their education. Their you know, and I don't want to use the word brainwashing, but brainwashing. It was a part of their. Uh, education where it's like, well, if there's a problem you have, you have a symptom, the allopathic physician is not going to look deeply into how the condition came about. Um, well, you have, uh, you know, let's say you mentioned about psychi- psychology or psychiatry, where you're a little depressed. Well, the reductionist mindset wants to, and this is what they've done over the years, well, through all the extensive uh, lab work and all their testing and their great labs, they've determined that people that are depressed have a low serotonin level. Well, we need to boost that. We need a drug, you know, Hmm. a fix that will do it. Mm -hmm. And instead of looking more broadly at, well, let's see, let's just take a few steps back. This is where the holistic school was completely uh, demolished by big money, big pharma control, um, big medicine, the whole deal, mm. uh, medical mm-hmm. education, because 
you know, it's, it's not a quick fix. It's like if, if a natural physician, and if you believe in homeopathy, they look at your disposition, for instance, and they have their own classifications. Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, perhaps you are this constitution. Perhaps this remedy is good for you. And they experiment with you on a personal level. They get to know you, and they get to know your, uh, you know, even down to what you eat, what you do, how you live, your outlook, and they try to, homeopathy, for instance, they'll try to tailor a remedy that is specific for you, but it's based upon a lot of time, office visits. You know, we talk about office mm-hmm. visits. You talk about, sure. you're not just walking in in two seconds. Oh, you're depressed? Here's a prescription for, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and that's why, I mean, <laughs> so when we, when we, when we kind of, I'm going to, you know, uh, when you look back at this reductionist mindset, it's like, it's so bad that everything is anti antibiotic, anti inflammatory, mm-hmm. anti psychotic, mm-hmm. anti this, anti that. And their mindset is such that they're never going to look at you as a functioning human being where your body is able to repair, recover, and um, make itself whole, granted, with help. And the help would come in sometimes, mm-hmm. um, let's say, through acupuncture, through opening up some channels that might be blocked, or through herbology. Maybe there is a plant out there that yeah. has proven itself to be helpful with mood, but doesn't block or inhibit or have nutrition horrible. nutrition exactly. is a big one. you're right yeah. just basic nutrition huge. like well yeah yeah it's huge um and i'm thinking you know like 100 years ago before this major junk food revolution <laughs> where yeah. people actually ate food yeah um you you mentioned the farm i mean you have a a farm and you know if you grow your own food what it's mm. like i mean when you have an sure. attachment to the soil you yeah. grow something you see it it's just, there's no difference, and people are so. It's also great exercise too. It's it great, is great exercise, exercise for your body, you know. It, it's 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 yeah. and it's very spiritual at some level. Yeah. So to get back into it, you have this reductionist mindset where, you know, um, all these medicine people, uh, you know, they have their journals and they're doing research on these tiny isolated things in the body, uh, looking and never really connecting dots or looking at the big picture they 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 never do so it could be at one level you know that that is just imploding hey it doesn't work (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and a lot of the treatments and remedies fail because of their their own philosophy it could also be that um that um and this is another view, that um, there may be some big changes in medicine, in Medicare, in treatment overall. Um, Austerity might be right on the horizon, Mm -hmm. and this could be a preparation for the masses, i.e., yes, these studies are bad big pharma is bad guess what we're not paying for it anymore <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and that's certainly you know i i found that to be 
possible, or I won't say likely, but it was really disturbing when I read a couple of reports from uh, physicians who were saying, well, when I die, I'm not going to choose uh, chemo, surgery, or radiation if I have cancer. And I'm like, well, a lot of us wouldn't anyway. If you're an alternative mm. health person, you might say, mm-hmm. you know what, great. If, 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 you, if you really question oncologists, God forbid someone has cancer, if you really grill them on the, uh, on the efficacy, on the real success rates, you'll find out that in most cases they're very low very, very low, and the life expectancy from taking a treatment to not taking a treatment, depending on the, the cancer, could be uh, insignificant whether you take treatment or not. And I'm not telling anyone, don't take treatment. I'm saying if you question them and put them down and say, hey, mm-hmm. where's the study for this? Where's your proof? You'll find out that some, in some cases it might be adding a few more months to your life expectancy. And then you need to do your own uh, analysis and say, well, gee whiz, do I want to go through all of the um, side effects of, say, chemotherapy and, and et cetera, or do I just want to ride it out and let nature take its course? This is assuming you don't do anything. Well, mm. these doctors have done that, and then they publish about themselves yeah. and others that have done it. And they say, well, um, I don't want to be heroic, and, and I'm like, heroic, okay, that's interesting. There was another report that was written by a doctor um, in the uh, Wall Street Journal, and they pointed out how an individual that, that they were treating didn't choose any treatment, and they said, it didn't cost Medicare a dime, and I'm like, oh, that's nice, you know. Um, someone pays into Medicare their whole life, but how nice of the Wall Street Journal, which is the literal yeah. arm of big pharma, you know, yeah. big establishment. The mouthpiece of Wall Street and the big pharma. The mouthpiece of Wall business. Street telling yeah. people that yeah. you saved Medicare money by yeah. not using a treatment, which they're kind of admitting doesn't work anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, is this, are these studies, is, is this, you know, is this a true Berlin Wall moment? Is the establishment coming down at what level, you know, is it coming down? Or is it like austerities around the corner, you're not going to get what you used to get, and besides, everything that we've Mm. been pushing on you for decades doesn't work anyway. (laughs) Doesn't work anyway. You know, because it makes me think when I look at these, like we were talking earlier before the show started, you and I, about Retraction Watch, this website, retractionwatch.org. I think it's .org. Let me pull it up here. Um, yeah, retractionwatch.com, excuse me. Uh, and uh, you start reading this website, and, and uh, I was doing when I was doing research, background for the show this morning, I mean, I started re- researching and reading these various retracted studies and on and on, and these scientists who, you know, have been uh, uh, published these papers, and some of these guys, I mean, it's incredible, these stories. They were they were creating their separate, you know, sock puppet email addresses, and they were creating complete and whole separate identities, and then peer-reviewing their own report, and, of course, giving themselves glowing glowing uh, um, you know a, a a glowing recommendation on this this uh, this 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 study that this guy does so the the getting back to, to what you said about this stuff is that uh, you know you try to be an educated medical consumer you try to be somebody who's you know is is reading and and studying about health 
Uh, and but the problem is, is is the majority of what you're reading is complete garbage. I I just wonder, you know, the, that a portion of this, a portion of these guys are getting caught. How many of these guys are not getting caught and get away with it? And you see it with Cipro and these drugs that end up on the market, and a decade later you find out that that all of these people have been uh, have died or been uh, you know horribly maimed as a result of these medications that were fudged from the beginning. Excellent point. It's very frightening because you're right. Who isn't? The others aren't getting caught for various reasons. And the known big drugs that are recalled, it's ridiculous, really. And also the uh, sharpened warnings that come along, like with this uh, oh. these, this group of um, uh, Levaquin and Cipro, um, they, they, there's a, a, a phrase for it. They call them floxies. And the, the horrible side effects that are yeah. occurring, permanent nerve damage, and they're, they're, these are very serious uh, antibiotics that are supposed to be reserved, again, just for yeah. really advanced, severe cases, and they're giving them out to people with sinus infections, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and yeah. giving them out like candy without any regard. And there are countries, I, I, when I was doing the article um, a week or two back on superbugs, it really blew me away. Mm. I mean, that yeah. that one, I, I couldn't believe how bad it is. Uh, some countries are very, the doctors are very careful about giving out antibiotics to the point of they, the physicians, they know how bad they are. They know, and they'll, they'll, they'll try things first. They really take great pains to avoid giving a prescription for an antibiotic. And if you look at the difference between, you know, America and these other countries, it's just night and day. Yeah. Antibiotic prescriptions are so prevalent in the U.S., the water systems are contaminated mm. yeah. with antibiotics and other yeah, yeah. medications. Yeah. And antibiotics and antidepressants. You were talking about the oh. antis, and, yeah, because oh, yeah. that was a huge thing fairly recently. About oh, the know, uh, right? that if you're if you're on city water, it's most likely that you're also getting, uh, you know, Valium and Xanax and uh, taking a big batch of Xanax and Valium and and Wellbutrin along with your uh, your morning cup of a uh, glass of water. It, it's absolutely insane. And then they're finding like um, this this researcher from Berkeley. Uh, uh, and this goes to another point about just poisoning. Uh, 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 this fellow from um, Berkeley pointed out how atrazine, just in the environment, the uh, herbicide. Mm. Oh, yeah. And just endocrine disrupting, and it helps yeah. change the uh, orientation of frogs. I mean, can you imagine changing yeah. from a male to female just from a an herbicide? And then yeah. you go, and, and yeah. again, I'm laughing, there's nothing funny about it. And then no. these endocrine-disrupting hormones are also in the water supply, so we're getting men, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. estrogen and other things. And then we wonder why. Um, well, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and I don't. I'm well, kidding. But yeah. <laughs> the rest of these guys wonder about themselves. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, uh, what's really going sperm, on? The you... Sperm counts are lowered, and sperm and counts are lowered. Yeah. yeah, birth rates yeah. down, and yeah. and that is another yeah. interesting point about birth rate going down in so-called advanced countries because yeah. Japan, the birth rate is, is in the toilet. Why? Uh, Western Europe mostly uh, yeah. among, um, you know, Caucasians is, is really sure. down. And then in America, it's not doing that great either. And it's like, yeah. well, is it the cultural programming that we're getting or is it 
a combination? Is it something? What's yeah. going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, 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 these are interesting times, and uh, yeah, and and these and, and this medical research, it is, you know, you, you always got to kind of be cautious. I'm kidding. When someone yeah. starts admitting yeah. <laughs> that there are problems, well, why? Right. And and I'm just going to take a, you know, a, another point here on this overemphasis on studies. I mean, I think there's yeah. a real danger in it too because. Mm. When people like you're you're looking at the retract uh, retraction watch and the the data can be cooked very easily and it would take a heck of a lot of effort to go in and evaluate everything and these journal editors don't I mean they they don't they're publishing studies all the time and like you said millions they don't dig in and in the alternative health industry it was really worried about this we we wrote about it back in the 90s and when the uh, dietary supplement health and education act passed and how it gave and it was a good thing don't get me wrong that nutritional supplements for the first time in american history had a legal status before that they didn't and they were either considered foods or unapproved additives etc they were did not have a clear regulatory uh, uh, framework. So, you know, because of all the people protesting, if, if people don't remember, they were protesting these raids like on Jonathan Wright and others. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. and, and there was, um, you know, Mel Gibson was even doing ads, public service ads, and saying, hey, you know, I have a right to, to vitamins. And Lindsay Wagner, too, all kinds of yeah. actors sure. and other people, celebrities. And, and then what happened was this uh, legislation came to be, Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, gave nutritional supplements a legal category. And then, of course, they got big money in on it because yeah. now, you know, they could invest it. And the big money, one of the problems was we all looked at ourselves, people in the industry, said, look, they're going to, and then the government announced, the National Institute of Health, they created this uh, uh, agency to, to, you know, Office of Dietary Supplements. And they were going to start hmm. testing dietary supplements, and we're rolling our eyes. I can remember a bunch of us looking, oh, God, yeah. here it comes. And then they did to us what is happening now. It's like, well, you, you would take a, a substance that had a lot of validity, um, historic use, like thousands of years, you know, uh, people wrote about it. Hippocrates might have written about it. It had been used, documented, all kinds of herbalists for, you know, a long, long time. And it would have studies in Europe and other parts of the world. Well, here, we we did this study, you know, we're showing that either milk thistle or St. John's water, ginkgo biloba, or any one of those things works in this case. And mm-hmm. then it comes to America, right? America does a study. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? More often than not, well, it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't well, wait work. Wait a minute, right? it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Are you crazy? Well, of course. But, work, you know, like you shake your case. head at this. And, and I remember seeing, um, you know, recently there was a study, last year I think it was, there was a study in, I think it was Sweden was done on, uh, they found that men who consumed um, whole fat yogurt uh, lost weight versus men who consumed, you know, fat-free yogurt and men who didn't eat any yogurt at all. And they were just, I guess, and they were kind of shocked at this whole thing. And then the study came out after that saying uh, that, oh, well, butter is horrible for you. And, <laughs> you're right. You know, and and, so, and you're like, what? It, you know? You're like what? Because in the what? agenda was like anti-animal <laughs> yeah. fat in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. and then in yeah. Sweden they have entirely different guidelines there. You're right. Yeah. I mean they actually promote 
uh, a higher fat diet, which a lot right. of people have promoted. Um, yeah. We did a long time ago, and other groups have have done it. And uh, it's it's as long as they're clean fats, they're very good. And the whole basic mm-hmm. theory is, if you have enough clean fat in your diet, that you're getting sufficient energy from it, so you're not yeah. uh, hitting these carbs all the time. And then, but yeah. then, then what happened? You know, now the the people that are anti-carb are kind of, in some senses, off their rocker by attacking. And, and this is my opinion <laughs> written yeah. about it, the yeah. uh, the anti-gluten uh, phenomenon. It's like, okay, uh-huh. give it a rest. I mean, wheat has yeah. been used for years. Yes, it's been. And the real problem with wheat now, what we're finding, is that 99-some percent of it, and it, depending on the type of wheat, is, is treated yeah. with glyphosates. Mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Glyphosates yeah. are these horrible um, herbicides that's done by our yeah. friends at Monsanto That causes all kinds of health problems. It literally inhibits your body's ability to detoxify. It Mm. helps destroy the flora in your stomach so that you're depleting your natural um, healthy bacteria. Sure. uh, Which, I mean, as a whole five hours could be talked about what healthy bacteria does, you know, and how it preserves it. Again, it goes back to this garden idea. You wipe out your body's natural bacteria you're going to have problems yeah um, yeah and uh it's just crazy so yeah it, it is in the the medical research um and and i think a part of it is and to use that c word again i think that they do enjoy the powers that be enjoy putting out conflicting information and watching sure. people hmm. like just not knowing what to do keeping people in a constant state of confusion yeah yeah, and I mean there are the, the, that too, and then there also are um, these big corporations that are effectively battling each other. Uh, one trying to prove the other one is is uh, is bad, and and uh, doing studies on these things, trying to con- to convey that. And so you'll see, you know, a, uh, an agenda. People who make processed foods want to prove that uh, uh, you know milk is bad for you, and then you have this giant dairy industry that's fighting back uh, with with there, and, and you're getting this you know the consumer stuck in the middle. You get this mixed message. I see that quite a bit uh, on this back and forth. But 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 getting back to these these retracted studies, you know, it's it's uh, I think this is an important point because. Um, you know, you, you did that. As I said, I think that the, the numbers that I was reading this morning was that between uh, two million and three million studies are done a year, and you know, many of these are these standard, this you know, double-blind, placebo-controlled mm-hmm. study from a major university, and the funding comes from some big corporation. And uh, and I've always looked at these and just sort of rolled my eyes because you're thinking, oh well, come on. I mean, these guys want their grants. Obviously, they're not going to come back and be like, oh, sorry, your product's no good. You know, this 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 drug's going to kill somebody. And uh, and so you see it time and time again where they, in fact, in this article you've written about about how they uh, they go and they they undermine the intentionally undermine. I think this was was this your the, your article you were talking about where they intentionally undermine. Oh no no, it was a different one that I was reading. They intentionally undermine the. Um, uh, um, uh, so, sorry, they, they don't intentionally. They, they intentionally undermine uh, the the criticism of it and, and and wipe the criticism under the rug. And you've seen oh, this so absolutely. many times again and again. Th- yeah. th- that occurs so often, Chris. That's an excellent yeah. point. And what happens is in um, in the great book, which um, you market, uh, Side Effects by Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. John Piravin, Doctor yeah, yeah. Piravin, um, Virapen. 
Um, he was a Virapen, yeah. He was a former executive with the pharmaceutical company. I forget the exactly. name of it now. I don't know. Big I don't shot with Eli Lilly and was pretty yeah, much Lilly, responsible it, yeah. for the Prozac uh, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. um, it's a hell of and a And so story. he's come out as, as shortly before he died, he you yeah. know decided that I guess he didn't want to go down. He wanted to go up. So he decided he would expose the... Uh, um, you know what goes on in the pharmaceutical industry, and uh, right. and how shocking it is. You know, and, and so so sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, well, 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 it goes right to what you're saying because what happens so often, and this is this is where um, I've kind of uh, personally involved a bit on this point. I mean, I used to be at one point very anti-regulation, and I'm like, you know, okay, I I get it. I mean, now, but anti-agency. Because the agencies aren't protecting us. But the more I dug deeply into it, I found there were many honest scientists at the FDA. Mm-hmm. And they would report problems. They did not want to approve drugs. And then for political reasons, the cronyism that would occur, you know, the Donald Rumsfeld picking up the phone and getting something approved, like NutraSweet, you know, all sure. these things that would occur. And they would override legitimate scientists there. And I you know, might not agree with the way the FDA regulates at all. I don't. But I have to admit, just like you said, I mean, they're scrubbing legitimate scientists, scientific opinions and recommendations. They're just scrubbing them from the record when they get their drugs approved. And you'll see it where they have a committee will recommend something or not recommend something. You'll find it in many cases where there are pharmaceuticals. And it's like, oh, well, their own scientists said no, but they were overridden. You see it with uh, the GMOs, the worst example of all, where mm. FDA scientists said this stuff is an unapproved additive. It's not, uh, it's not a food. It needs further study. It, need, it should not be approved. And then what do they do? They just ignore it. And they yeah. say in the case of genetically modified food, they say, well, <laughs> I used to, like the FDA, the, well, the, the, the officials at the FDA say it's natural when it comes to regulation, but when it comes to patent rights, it's synthetic. Yeah. <laughs> or synthetic yeah. is patentable. Yeah. It's, yeah. What? How could it be a property right yeah. in the patent office yet <laughs> yeah. natural? I know. Like, like I you know. were out in your garden this morning, like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just natural. Because and, and that's another point that um, with this reductionist mindset versus holistic, yeah. just quickly, what happens yeah. is you can't patent nature. You're not supposed to be yeah. able to patent nature, so you'll never see the studies that go to study, well, let's prove that vitamin C or vitamin E or whatever is, is efficacious. You'll see companies that market vitamin E or vitamin C who do studies, and then the problem is because they don't have a, a, a intellectual property right in that substance, when they prove the point and they've thrown a lot of money at it to prove that point, you'll see others just make something like it, and they'll say, hey, I have vitamin E or C. They didn't have to spend the millions to prove that it works, mm. and then mm-hmm. they're marketing it, and the company that yeah. markets it says, you know, I'm, I'm, obviously there isn't much of a reason to invest a lot of money in proving it to work. And that's yeah. where I was kind of just criticizing studies in general because you can overdo sure. these studies. Yeah. And um, there have been attempts, there have been people in the nutritional area, for instance, like Dr. Stephen, Stephen D. Felice, who was a big carnitine guru. I mean, he wrote 
great books on L-carnitine, how effective it is for uh, cardiovascular conditions and others. And he proposed uh, a, the idea that was uh, incorporated in a bill by a congressman to have like sort of a middle way between um, vitamin, you know, nu- uh, nutritional supplements and um, drugs and have mm-hmm. certain protection given to people that sponsor studies. You know, the, the free, mar- free market advocates say no. Sure. I mean, the point of it is it makes his, his idea was a way to address um, uh, the, the problem of no one wanting to fund research for uh, substances that can't be patented or, or somehow profited from. Yeah. And um, it, it's, it, I mean, this is uh, uh, the, back to back to these studies, though, and, and what these people are saying. You have to wonder what's really going on. I hope, of course, always for the best that 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 these editors and and people that are writing about the bad science are actually trying not just to clean up their own act and not get caught so much, <laughs> but <Yeah>. genuinely <laughs> interested <laughs> in yeah. overall health. Yeah. And there are million. You know, it's funny. It's, it's not funny again, but I was reading this book, uh, The World According to Monsanto, and it was just horrible reading about the the dangers of, like, Agent Orange in uh, in um, uh, Vietnam and, and Southeast sure. Asia. Yeah. And there was a, a nice guy that went to Vietnam, and he's talking to physicians and researchers. And it, it was, like, completely unintentional. He just said, well, there are no studies on the damages of this to humans. And one of and, and the author puts this in there and I'm I'm glad she did because it made a good point. One of the Vietnamese doctors very sharply corrected him and said, Oh, there are studies showing the damages of Agent Orange to human beings. They're published in our journals. And the guy kinda you could you know, reading it, you kinda see, oh he caught himself because it's this not only is it the arrogance of the medical establishment, but in America mm. and, and yeah. even over Europe, I mean, they won't. When it comes to like looking at at um, studies from Europe, like Germany, mm. France, Spain, Italy, you know, journals there, they won't accept anything regarding a supplement showing efficacy. Well, they say, well, they're foreign. Well, wait a minute, foreign. I mean, Germany has strict standards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, and then but they have that bias. It's like, well, he didn't yeah. even consider these studies that they had done. And when I'm doing research sure. on nutritional supplements, Chris, I can tell you, it's bizarre. I see studies, for instance, and I would love to have the time and effort to find out what even prompted them, like a study from Iran, for instance, on Q10, or a study that was done in Turkey with olive hmm. leaf and you're like and they're showing in different parts of the world when you look at studies it's like they're they are looking for natural compounds to serve as preservatives for instance you're like oh i didn't know that olive leaf could be a preservative in food because some countries have very strict regulations on what's hmm. allowed to be a preservative unlike america where they'll just use bht or whatever mm-hmm. chemical you could find to preserve yeah. a food Interesting. And it opens your mind when you look at these studies. And then I'm yeah. going to be blunt. I read them. I say, oh, was this funded by the herbal industry? <laughs> well, maybe it was. Uh, 
but and you maybe, know that there's you cite that specifically, but there's a great there's a there's a, a, a ton of anecdotal information because I'm I'm one of my big things is fermentation and, and pickling that I'm into, and uh, you, th- that in the uh, the combination of the two where you will use uh, um, whey whey uh, um, liquid whey from cheese making, you add that in mm-hmm. your pickling, but they also recommend you throw in a leaf from a grape leaf or an olive leaf into there to help with the preservation process as well. Ah, bingo. So, so, so I can see how, you know, you talk about this, you know, the millennia of, um, of uh, um, a history of people historically using these, figuring these things out. And then, of course, some study in the United States comes along. They tried a double-blind placebo-controlled study from a major university funded by a corporation, and they find that, oh, well, you know, uh, olive leaf doesn't do anything. You know, after yeah, thousands I, I of know. years, it's... people have been using this successfully. Exactly, and you could see it yourself with your fermentation process, and that's yeah, very yeah. interesting because, you see, yeah. and that goes back to this holistic mindset that we just wish they would adopt and, and just, yeah, you know, have in some sense, and I say wish, it's, it's a fantasy, you know, to ask people <laughs> that have all the power in the world, could you kindly give up your power? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Could you kindly money. let somebody... <laughs> Yeah. Like another article I wrote about the, or, or the medical freedom. Is it too much freedom, for them to, to ask them to be honest, you know? Could you just be <laughs> honest with us? What's honesty? You know, Could, you honesty? Could you let a dying cancer patient, it just drives me up a wall, can you yeah. let a dying cancer patient have the treatment that he or she wants in the United States without having to go to Tijuana and pass, pardon me, a damn donkey show yeah, to get, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's disgusting <laughs> yeah, to think yeah. that we're Americans and we, I don't yeah. know why we put up with it because of, again, you know, uh, very few people are uh, enlightened on these issues yeah. and open-minded and uh, we just take a lot. So, uh, yeah. But it always takes a very loud vocal minority to uh, to be able to affect change. And so True. you just can't. We can't rely on the majority of people because you're right. Go out in the street and talk to them, and they don't. They just want to simply pop a pill and and uh, go back to eating their Doritos and watching the uh, the evening sitcoms. And that's right. the extent and, of their life. I know, and I'm like, I, I think you know, as, as the, uh, the 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 libertarian in me says, fine, go ahead, but maybe I want yeah. my right. And they're like, no. Yeah. And that's and I'm picking on the libertarians because these skeptical libertarians are out there, and they're like. Oh, I I don't know how they can wrap their head around this, but they're like, well, we believe in you know legalization of everything except, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, except, le- yeah. legalize everything. But um, yeah. they call themselves skeptical, and they're like, well, there should sure. be mandatory uh, vaccinations. Oh, really? Why? It's my yeah. body, and yes, all right. Oh, yeah. definitely. You're, and if you object to it, you're an anti-science moron. It's like, well, wait yeah. a minute. Let's go back to your own theology here. <laughs> You know, yeah, you're, you know, you're, <laughs> bringing up vaccines is a good point. It's a very good point, I think. And uh, nowhere have I seen this, you know, confusion, this back and forth. And and uh, and this is my view is actually somewhat controversial in in the uh, the universe that we operate in. I believe vaccines, in theory, um, it is a, it, it, it's a, it's it's almost like homeopathy. It's it's a it's a it's a great concept. Uh, in that you know you take a dead virus and you 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 introduce it to the body and the body reacts to it holistically and builds up his immune system. I mean that's how they're supposed to work in theory. My biggest right. concern is I don't trust these pharmaceutical companies at all. I think that they they repeatedly lie, they adulterate uh, what they put out, they um they don't tell they just don't tell you the truth. 
And, uh, um, and that's always my biggest concern about it. When you tell people that, they sort of look at that from a different angle because you're right. It's almost become um, – it's fanatical you know, when you talk to people and you say, you know, I have concerns about vaccines. And they say, you know, you're, you're, gonna, you're the cause of disease today. And you're, yeah. You want to bring back polio and, you know, and this type of thing. And, uh, well, you, you make an excellent point because it, 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 it's so true. I mean, we can't even broach the subject. They're the fanatics. They're the irrational ones. And uh, in, in one of the stories I did, in vaccines, boy, that's that's the hot button right now. And I yeah, wrote um, yeah. a while ago uh, on vaccines and quoted this uh, uh, pro-vaccine guy who, by the name of Dr. Geyer. And Dr. Sure. Geyer is, is pro-vaccine, but he agrees that there are serious problems with vaccines. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even he doesn't recommend the flu vaccine. He believes in the polio vaccine. So he believes in the he totally is against the flu vaccine. Says it look it causes a lot of problems, et cetera. Believes in the polio vaccine. But what was interesting was in one of his interviews he said, "Hey, he just broaches the subject, and his own pro uh, vax people pound on him, and he equated it with uh, religious fervor. It was hmm. religious yeah. religiosity yeah. Yeah. where they yeah, pounded yeah, yeah, him because." Yeah. If he criticizes it at all, you see, people like you and me, the fanatics, we're going to seize yeah. upon it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, of course we do. I'm kidding. You know, but the point of it is, is yeah. that, no, we're actually capable of having, uh, you know, an understanding or uh, a nuanced a conversation understanding of this. You know, it's and not like black you said, and white. Yeah. Yeah. Homeopathy, very important yeah. point, because homeopathy, if you want to get technical, and I wrote about this in um, – in, in the last uh, health report that we did regarding a particular product that we're Where promoting. Where can people can get these health reports from your from caretech.com? Is that caretech.com? They can make they're available there. there. Yeah, okay, they so can send call you guys an email. Us. Okay, sure. And join up, sign up for your mailing list too. Yeah. Yes, yes. And what I did was I had fun with this idea of natural, you know, because we're offering a uh, product. I'm not, you know, just it's. It, there's so many, so much confusion in, in, in the uh, health industry over what's natural. But your point on homeopathy is interesting because homeopathy is not natural. You're introducing things mm-hmm. into the system which are in very minute amounts that would be toxic in big amounts. Sure. And the whole idea is to take, you know, to activate the body's own immunity or whatever process to get you helped. Now, it is, you're right, because it's like, what's vaccine? A dead virus. Well, they use live viruses, too, and then they kill people. Yeah. <laughs> they don't oh, want to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, they don't want to talk about I that. Mean, remember that Sorry about scandal that. in the 70s where, yeah, 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 I don't sure. know how many people yeah, the died. Salt, yeah. and, and, of course, the famous like, yeah, soft virus. You know, uh, yeah, hey, yeah. so what, you know? <laughs> yeah, whoops, sorry. It's part of the no, scientific no, process. Please. Yeah, it's it's right, yeah. it, and, and if you and if you question it, you're anti-science. But sure. Um, and to talk about um, uh, even boy, I, I hate to mention the name Donald Trump because yeah. <laughs> it's another very <laughs> popular thing. But even Donald Trump said um, on vaccines. What did he say? He said, "Hey, you know, um, I mean, they asked him a few months ago uh, about vaccines, and he yeah. made the point that you're injecting." tiny baby with all these vaccines at once, and he made the argument they should be staggered. He also made a connection between autism and vaccines. He believed it exists, yeah. and of course he said he's an idiot. 
And um, he, I'll tell you what, what I see on social media, a lot of people who are very strong alternative health people keep reposting that and hoping, you know, he explores that area more. And when you look at another presidential candidate like Dr. Ben Carson, yeah. who apparently he's a skilled surgeon. He's a neurosurgeon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. neurosurgeon, highly skilled, great yeah. reputation. He right. thinks that um, it's, every, vaccines should just be 100% mandatory. Yeah. I don't know what Trump, if he believes in whether they should be mandatory or not. And even mm. our friend Rand Paul, I mean, he got into some trouble months ago on the vaccine issue. Mm. If you remember, it was like he, yeah. he, all he said is he said they should be staggered. And he said if you want to send a kid to a public school, the kid should have them. He got attacked yeah. so much, he went, what did he do? He, he had a booster shot. And the New York Times yeah. ran a nice little story, picture of him getting his booster shot. Right. So yeah. it's like a, it's, it's a very electric issue, and because the masses, yeah. like you said, they come down on you, they come down on people. Um, but I, I, what I don't understand about this concept is why don't people believe that we're, we're different? People are different, and you, everyone responds. We, we know everyone responds to medications differently. So, and, well, and we know that different races respond to medications differently. So why wouldn't they assume, for example, I've been reading more and more about young black males who respond um, you know, negatively to certain types of vaccines. And uh, right. that there's a growing you know, number of people who, uh, um, who, who are arguing this, and they just want to push that away. Say no, 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 no. We can't talk about that. Well, and, and, and excellent point. And I'll tell you, people respond differently. You're 100 percent right to um, yeah. uh, foods, uh, supplements, and the, sure. the, the the smart people in health know that very well. And when they're treating others, physicians and that, and that's why the um, uh, the old homeopathists would they came up mm. with different constitutions. They would you know, have a generalized yeah. bracket. And the late um, Dr. Kelly came up with metabolic typing because he's like, yeah. look, you can't put an Eskimo on a vegetarian diet. You can't take somebody from mm. India and put them on a, a diet that yeah. an Eskimo eats. And he looked yeah. at genetic background. He looked at things, you know, and and it, it that is, you see, you know what would happen. And if you go to a doctor's office and you'd have to, people doctor would have to sit there and take a lot of time yeah. to spend with the patient and, and really get into the patient's head and, and lifestyle and they don't do that you see no that that's mm-hmm. the holistic versus reduc- yeah. reductionism says here what's wrong yeah. with you you're all the same oh and if this drug doesn't work we'll just try another one but they yes. never tell you why it didn't work for you they won't mm-hmm. even go there. They'll just act like yeah. you're the problem. Like, well, and yeah. then when you make a complaint about a drug, they oh well, it's you. Well, what do you mean me? Well, <laughs> like there's like you're the like you're you're to be blamed if it didn't work. Yeah, you're, you're sure. to be blamed. And it's yeah. this whole mindset that needs a big kick, you know, a big yeah. slap to change that, and then hopefully have. Um, you know, some kind of a system, like let's say, because, you know, we're reasonable people, um, let's say, well, what, what could we do? Let's say we were in power for a while, you know. It, it, you know can, can, you ha- can there be a place for allopathic medicine and natural? Of course, you know. Antibiotics, yeah. even though I knock the hell out of them, do have right. a role in saving lives. And sure, these- sure. Well, that's it. 
they talked about it. I mean, if you're having a heart attack right now, you're not going to take foxgloves, you know. You're going to go right. see a doctor, a cardiologist, and a specialist who's going to work with you immediately to resolve those immediate problems. But if yeah. you want to feel better and if you want to um, uh, change your lifestyle so that you prevent heart attacks, you prevent card- the cardiovascular disease that you see from the unfortunate the standard American diet that so many people are on today, then you obviously can't go see a doctor for that, that situation at all. And I think that's a good exactly. distinction. Exactly, you're right, and and it takes time to, um, you know, to to realize first of all, what am I doing? What kind of changes I'm going to make dietary wise? What's right mm-hmm. for me? Um, exactly, and and then and then uh, going from there. Yeah. Yeah. And supplementation too. You know, I mean, it's it's there's definitely it's things. important. You've written. And- yeah. Yeah, you've written in the past about this holistic approach, about the vitamin C. I think I, I remember there was an article you wrote um, uh, fairly recently. I think it was maybe a yeah. month or six weeks ago about vitamin C in combination with uh, the uh, other uh, substances that, that actually you guys, Caratech, actually has a good product on that, that uh, that combination together is much better than just vitamin C by itself. Yes, and, and good good point. The um, Dr. J- Jacques Mosquillet was a brilliant um, uh, pharmacist from France, and he discovered these uh, the, the beneficial uh, properties of what they call proanthocyanidins. And proanthocyanidins, he found them first in uh, uh, peanut skin. And you might wonder why peanut skin was even an issue, but back around uh, World War, right around the right at the tail end of World War II. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, what gets washed from history is how many, a lot of people were just starving and dying. You know what I mean? Mm. Europe was in ruins. Yeah. And they were looking for ways to feed people, and they found that, you know, peanuts and things. And he started studying the property of peanut skins and found, hey, there's these substances in there that have health-giving properties. And um, he's a you know, pretty bright guy and the dean of his uh, school uh, where he was studying pharmacy. His, his wife had this horrible edema. And uh, she was pregnant, and you know he had done some animal tests. And he says, "Well, see, see if it'll work on my wife." And it's pretty risky, right? I mean, your pregnant wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it cleared up her edema within 24 hours. And I'm like, "Wow, these things have tremendous ability to help support uh, capillaries and veins and arteries. I mean, and inflammation, and and it, it, it's just phenomenal." And the work he did, he dug into it further and found that um, it was a, a perfect synergist to vitamin C because vitamin C in the body doesn't last long. And even Linus Pauling knew that because Linus mm-hmm. Pauling made these huge recommendations as far as only, you know, take a lot of grams of it throughout the day. And very few people could tolerate taking that much ascorbic acid. Yeah. And with Masculay said, hey, look, with the proper cofactor, it'll work. Now, um, St. Georgie, who discovered vitamin C, he was looking at... Um, some citrus bioflavonoids because he knew too that vitamin C itself wasn't good enough and those flavonoids uh, fell short and even the FDA said look these things don't work you know FDA researchers were all like Arr. you know they got it right <laughs> they were right about the fact that you know again goes back to those grassroots, honest scientists there that should never be yeah. condemned and should only be encouraged. And God forbid, you know, there should be more whistleblower protection for them when they do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And I think people in the alternative health community and, and alternative in general should really reach out to them and say, hey, you yeah. know, keep it up. Because if you guys, if right. they disappear, we're totally screwed. Well, that's it. Anyway. You know, and I've gotten a lot of debates on this show uh, with people about the idea of regulation. And I have uh, a number of uh, people I consider to be good friends who characterize their beliefs as anarcho-capitalist. Yeah. And uh, they are, uh, you know, and they believe that, uh, you know, we don't need regulation and everything will kind of settle out eventually. And, and there is some merit in some of that, for example, you know, letting the banks fail, this type of stuff, rather than giving them trillions of dollars to bail them out. I mean, that's a good yeah. anarcho-capitalist advocated that. And uh, problem they would have taken all of us with them too at the same time, and uh, uh, you know, and so that that's that's kind of a big problem there. But well, but it, it, I believe that some regulation yeah. is good, and I believe that, and I and in the area that I live in, outside of Washington D.C., I meet on the street, you know, and in stores and things, and and going to you know parties and things. I'll meet people who work for the FDA and people who work for USDA. In fact, I've corresponded many times with uh, people who work for the USDA, and there's some some excellent, highly intelligent, open-minded people that I met. But we're talking about the top of these organizations where that's where you get that revolving door between Bingo. you know between big corporations right. and then now they're the head of the FDA and they'll go ahead and intervene and push these things through and that's a lot of the trouble that's an excellent point and you're you're right i mean one of the things that um and by the way to the anarcho capitalists i get it and i boy i'd like to be i <laughs> you know i mean and it, the question is we need to pose to people like that how do you deal with gmos you know, when you yeah. have a company that has all of this money and they're just t- literally polluting the environment, and some, yeah. some of my libertarians say, well, you know, you take them to court. Well, we see what happens when you take them to court. Look at what they did to that. Well, they're the ones using the court yeah. system to bully everybody. They, they don't care if they win. The, the, the whole point is to, to, to destroy somebody, This, you know, know. and that's it. I, I, they can lose. And, yeah. You're right. I mean, I was in commercial litigation 20 years ago. I can tell you, 99% of the time, it's who has the most money. And, yeah. and you just wear your competition. It's disgusting, really. It's very, yeah. well, whatever. So, But you're mm-hmm. you're right, though, because these people, and, hey, let me tell you what happened. I mean, years ago, um, uh, Tom Valentine was pretty much, mm, I'll say, largely responsible for making the soy controversy public. And guess what? Just like you said, he found some honest scientists at the FDA who were saying, look, the phytoestrogens in soy are very dangerous. And we ran with it in our newsletter, and at the time, he ran stories in the spotlight. We got a lot of flack because (laughs) many people in the alternative health movement are pro, you know, vegan, pro-soy. Hey, you're picking on my source of protein, man. Yeah, exactly. It's like back oh, off. the soy oh. industry. God, you know, oh, don't yeah. go to the vegans and vegetarians and start talking about how, how you know, it's poison for the body. Yeah. Well, we, I'll tear you we, right down. We did. We we lost, I'll tell you, we had, like, angry letters from men where they they would practically say, my wife is making me write this letter. I'm sorry for him. But, but it was funny because one of the sources we would have would be, well, these honest FDA scientists. And people say, well, you can't trust anything from the FDA. Say, wait a minute yeah. now. Hold on. Just yeah. like you said, yeah. these people are, pu- I mean, and, and who sells soy, right? You're talking yeah. about cargo. You're talking about ADM. You're talking yeah. about yeah. the largest yeah. agri-giants. And before yeah. we even really, all of us really realized how entrenched Monsanto was with their, uh, you know, their seeds. This was before all that. And we're like shaking yeah. our heads. We're like, man. And you're right. There are, you know, not enough, or I shouldn't say yeah. not enough, but they don't have the voice, 
you see. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. If we reach out to them and give them that voice, and then we'll hopefully affect positive change. Yeah, I got to do a show in the future on soy dedicated to soy because uh, oh. you know people don't realize that uh, you can you can get soy out of your diet entirely, but if you eat any meat whatsoever, you're going to be ingesting soy because I see that so much of the uh, the animal feed that I buy it's almost all corn and soy, and uh, you just can't get away from it. Or I should say, it's extremely difficult to get away from it. It is extremely difficult to get away with it, and there are very few providers who make soy-free eggs, and there's one yeah. in, uh, well, not one, there are some of the farmers, like in, in your neck of the woods, yeah. uh, uh, around the Pennsylvania, you know, area, that yeah. these Am- Amish farmers that will raise eggs, chickens with without soy. There's without a few soy. people across, exactly, a few people across the country that sell uh, chickens that are not fed soy, they're fed other yeah. things, and then on the West Coast, there's a pretty yeah. major egg company, they make a good egg where they're, they um, don't use soy, and yeah. they also have chickens where they feed soy. And I have just bugged people, you know, more people say, hey, why don't you use something else? There's a lot of other things out there. And they're like, oh, you know, mm. there's nothing wrong with soy. I'm like, no, the market, mm. you know, there should be more options. And you're right, because yeah. if someone has a soy allergy, we can avoid it. Yeah. Why don't eat soy? Well, yeah, you do. And then they feed yeah, you do. chickens in particular. But- but it's even the constituents in it. I mean, soy is medicine. It's not. Uh, it's not meant to be, you know, ingested regularly. You have these constituents it's not. In it that mimic estrogen. You know. Yeah. It, it going back to your point about yeah. fermentation. Yeah. If you ferment yeah. soy, yes, it's much right. different, and it yeah. has. It kind I think of, it's three years or something is the ferment is is how long it has to be fermented though. It's really yeah. it's, it's, it's pushing it. So, oh, I, I I know. I mean, yeah. when we learned about it years ago, we completely yeah. got um, off yeah. the uh, yeah. got and, and tried to minimize it as much as possible. And we even took the stance at our company. We said, look, even though vitamin E, you know, vitamin E comes from soy, and for years we had uh, to you know tocopherols are found in soy, and we mm. did offer it. We said, look, you know, even That's though there are no e, right? soy, yeah, vitamin E, regular old yeah. vitamin E, and and it's funny because um, Mr. Uh, back in the 80s, it was this guy. I don't know. If you you probably remember him. Some people may not. Dirk Pearson, who was a big um, Dirk and Sandy Pearson authors, and they were large, they were believers in orthomolecular medicine. And they made a point, which at the time kind of stuck with all of us. But we looked at each other and said, "Hey, I don't want natural vitamin E. I want synthetic vitamin E. I don't want all the phytosterols <laughs> in there." kind of looking at each other like mm, they got a point but you know there, we still they did have a point but we we sold uh vitamin e but we only had a uh, mixed tocopherols we never used soy oil um we were always assured there were no proteins in the product that it was just the tocopherols themselves and not yeah. anything from soy so we went ahead with it we had it we told you know very clearly told people what it was etc and then when we discovered tocotrienols which are the uh other fractions of vitamin mm. E that are from palm oil, mm-hmm. and they have a different way they work in the body. They're much more biologically active. They do pass the blood-brain mm. barrier. They offer brain protection. Again, talking about studies, it was a study in the journal Stroke, which a researcher from uh, Ohio State, Chandon Sen, proved that um, the tocotrienols will help protect your brain Hmm. And they also help reduce white matter lesions. Now, white matter lesions just can occur from 
TIAs. They can occur from many things. They don't know. It's like some people that have, uh, when they do scans of brains, and they'll show white matter, it could be the sign of MS or something. Well, the tocotrienols work differently than tocopherols, and there's eight fractions of vitamin E. And the palm-based ones that we've had since this company introduced them in the United States are selling them. We switched over. We said, look, we're not mm. going to even bother with the soy tocopherols anymore because of the fact that most of the source is from genetically modified soy. And it used to be wow. because, you know, when you look at the charts, like every smart person does, they say, wow, you know, it used to be maybe 10 or 15 years ago that only half of the soy crops were GMO. Yeah. Now virtually all of them are. And then yeah. to get non-GMO soy, we reached out and found a source in Europe making non-GMO soy, uh, tocopherols. Huh. And it was just extremely expensive. And then there's a source from China, which yeah. wasn't as yeah. expensive. And because of, you know, you could, you could do three shows on the China problem. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, listen, you know, Jim, I appreciate it. Yeah, we've we've about used up all our time here for the hour. In fact, we're going over time, which is great. I love uh -oh. it. Uh, it's a great conversation. No, 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 it's good. I love it when we uh, we go over time, and because the conversations get so engaging that you look up at the clock and you're like, oh my goodness. Well, um, thank you for coming on, Jim. I think obviously, I think we need to do an upcoming show, uh, you and me, just talking about the uh, uh, latest advances, uh, what's out there, these these different uh, uh, new advances in health products. Products that are out there that people can can get out there and get involved in, and uh, that's oh, I'd love for, to. For thank you so much. We should. Okay, well, I thanks, look Jim. Jim Spoonius from Jim Spoonius from uh, Caratech uh, out of Florida. Caratech.com is where you can check them out. Honestly, check them out because there's it's it's more than just you know it's people who go to Walmart, Target, and buy their supplements there. I mean, it's a joke. It's it's more than just going in and buying vitamin E or vitamin C or whatever. I mean, there's there's all this information and education you need to go along with it to, to really learn about how these things work and the, the best ways that these things work with your body. And uh, and I know, you know, I've known Jim for a long time, and these guys have been are pushing the envelope in providing the information and providing education to, uh, to, to people out there. So thanks a lot, Jim. Thank you, Chris. Okay. All right. Well, I, I want to thank everybody for listening here, and uh, I'm going to about to play the uh, ending music here and uh, get it going. I appreciate everyone spending the day with us, spending an hour today with us, and I hope you join next week. Uh, we have uh, shows coming up next week. Uh, we should be getting. We have the history show on Monday. Uh, and that one should be coming up pretty soon here. Also, Sunday nights, we do uh, uh, Harvesting Truth with uh, Tara Beth. That's at 8 o'clock. Uh, Mondays, we have uh, uh, History Today at 10 o'clock with Paul Angel. And then, of course, we have Who's the Bad Guy with Dave Gahari. And that's every Wednesday. Check out our website, overthrowradio.com, for more information. Thanks a lot. I hope everybody has a great day and a great rest of the week. Thanks for tuning into the Farm Radio Show on the Overthrow Radio Network, hosted by Blog Talk Radio. Farm airs live every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. Overthrow Radio Network has other great shows as well. On Mondays, tune into History Today with host Paul Angel from 10 to noon Eastern Time. And every Wednesday, there's Who's the Bad Guy with host Dave Gahari from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. For more details, check out Overthrow Radio Network's website at overthrowradio.com. And please take a moment to make a donation to support Free Speech Radio. If you value free speech in the United States, you should definitely support it. Have a great rest of your day, and see you next week.